start with Isaiah 40, verses 28 to 31. Have you not known, have you not heard, the Lord, the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth, he does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint, strength, strengthens the powerless, even use will faint and be weary, and the young will fall exhausted, but those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength and shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not grow faint. The second one is from Colossians 3, Coming to what I did here now, 8 to 17. But now you must get now, but now you must get rid of all such things, such as anger, wrath, malice, slander, and abuse of language from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing, uh, seeing that you have stripped off the old self with its practices. And uphold yourself with the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge according to the image of its creator. And that renewal, there is no longer Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free, but Christ is all in all. As God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, clothe yourselves with compassion kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Bear with one another, and if anyone has a complaint against another, forgive each other. Just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you must forgive. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called to one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Teach and admonish one another in all your wisdom, and with gratitude in your heart, sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God, the Creator, through you. May God add this understanding to the reading of, of this word. Let's pray. Oh, wait a minute. We have special music. Sorry. I always jump ahead. You just have to stop me. We have that. As the deer pants for
Now, there were many times in my ministry when I felt that way, that I was getting weary. And when I get weary of minister, I'd say, I'm going to go and sell shoes. Because I only have to be there from 9 to 5, and then I'm done. <laughs> Anyways, when I went out to my first pastoral charge, which was in Nova Scotia, it was in a place called Petite Revere. And as we arrived there, I didn't know anybody. In those days, you were settled, and all you did was talk to people on the phone. So I arrived, and uh, somebody met me there. And my mom and dad came with me, and then we went into the house. And the procession comes across the lawn, and he's carrying on, I think, a, a casserole with his friends, with his, with his wife cook. And he comes up to me, and he looks at me, and he says, my goodness, I'm not very big. But you are good looking. <laughs> so I said, thank you. And he said, now in those days, we didn't have microphones. So he said, now are we going to be able to see you or hear you tomorrow? I said, Bill, don't you worry. You will hear me, and you will see me. Well, after the service, he comes over to me and he says, Yeah, I heard you and I saw you. <laughs> and I was in that, that pastoral charge. Of course, as uh, uh, we've heard today from, uh, you know, that there are, uh, in the early times, in the 60s and 70s, women have been in the church. So this was the first time, like as Catherine said, this was the very first time they ever had a woman. Well, when I was going to retire, I got a letter from them, and they said, you know, when you came here, we really didn't know what to do with you. <laughs> but they said, once you were here for a while, we fell in love with you, and we never stopped talking about you. We have such fond memories. Remember me climbing up the ladder to talk to the treasurer because it was really important. <laughs> and there was also a pump organ, one that wasn't wasn't plugged in. But anniversaries are times to remember. Remember the different times you've been Coworth and Hillworth and Delaware and various things that have happened in your in your churches over the years. And then this this coming together. And and coming together is is oh, it always takes a little bit of time. Uh, who's been married 70 years here? 40 years. There you go. Do you remember when you first got married? You didn't know what was going to happen. You had some idea what was going to happen, but you really didn't know. And, and it's the same thing when I entered into ministry. I didn't know what it was going to be like. I didn't know who I, I knew I was going to baptize, and I knew I was going to preach, and I knew all these things I was going to do, but there's a whole lot of things that came in to surprise me. And so with you coming together, there are times when you come together and there's different discussions. And so, you know, but the important really thing is to really don't grow weary and, and just rise up like an eagle. On the wings of an eagle and renew your strength. Because that you can do together. We did that at Tangela Manila. It took us almost four and a half, three and a half years, which church we were going to close. 
And it wasn't easy. It's hard because churches have many memories that, that are there that stay with people. Oh, 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 your churches. And it's great that you come together. And this is your second year. Congratulations. Now, the second thing I want to talk about is renew. Anniversaries are a time to renew your lives of strength. And in the Colossians passage, you see, this is the early church. It was this is the time of the early church beginning. And so in those times, these there were Jew, Jews who were Christians who felt that they owned those churches because they were there first. And then in came the Gentiles. And they said, We don't want any Gentiles here. We don't, we don't want them here. And I guess Paul was hearing this because usually the message would go back to Paul. Paul, we're having a real hard time here. People are arguing with each other. The Jews don't want the Gentiles. The Gentiles are trying their best. They're trying their best. And so Paul says, you know, find that renewal. Put that new self on you. And, and put on your, a new self on you in the way that you see things and do things. And you know, we put a, a new self on us all the time. Every time we go through an experience that goes, aha, we learn something. And a new self comes into us. Like, like maybe, you know, we have been someone who has been uh, always got the wrong way. When you went out to the working world, or, or ministry or whatever, you didn't get your own way. So you had to put a new self on. Even the new self of caring for others and reaching out to others, which comes in our Methodist tradition, of course. But, you know, to put on that new self, Paul says, let go of the old self and let go of that and put on that new self. He says, do not, he says, clothe yourself in knowledge according to the image of the Creator. And that renewal, there is no longer Greek or a Jew or a Gentile. There is no longer circumcised, uncircumcised. So we're all together. We all are one. But it's hard when people come together. I remember when I was in the Chief Revere, I wanted the WA from the <coughs> Methodist Church and the WSL from, from the, Pres the Presbyterian Church come together. And all these women kept saying to me, we don't want to meet with the WA. <laughs> and I said, well, can't you try it? No, we can try it. So, I called the meeting of all the women. And when I got there, they all said to me, we saw your bedroom light on. We knew you were getting ready for our meeting. And I thought, holy smoke, they even look at the lights in my house. They know where I am and what I'm doing. <laughs> Woo! That was, that was a new thing to me. After living in Toronto, when I'm living where everybody watches your calming and your bedroom. But anyways, got together, they talked, and they argued, and they argued, and they argued, and then I said, is there some way you could just try this for a while? Uh, well, we would try. I 
said, as long as you're willing to try, you work out. And that's the same with everything. As long as we're willing to try, to try to, to, to be in, in different situations, you've got to try. And then it all comes together. But you know, the one who guides us the most is God. Our Creator, Christ, and Holy Spirit guides us all the way through this. You know, and that's the one who guides us and gives us the power and our feet planted firmly on the floor and our voices singing strong. We are together. We are one. And it takes some time. It doesn't happen overnight, but it will come. And you can sing, we are one. We are one. Now the other thing that Paul says, he says, now put on these things. Paul talks about this often. Compassion. Compassion is to have concern for somebody else. To have compassion for someone. You know, when you, when you walk down the street, you know, and you see somebody and you say to somebody, hi, how are you? And they say, fine. I say, say, how are you? Well, you know, I'm wearing these dark glasses. But Oh, that's fine. Bye. You don't take the time sometimes to listen. And one of the most important things we can do is listen. Active listening. When we are really, really listening. And he says kindness and humility. Now, meekness doesn't mean that you say, okay, whatever you want, I'll do. No, 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 no. Meekness means that you come there in the name of Christ, and you talk with humility, and talk to people with humility, that you can be meek in that, not being a thorn at or in that, not what meekness is about. And then he says, and uh, bear one another, and if anyone has a complaint against another, forgive each other, just as Christ has forgiven. And that renews our spirit because we, we, can, we have compassion for others, we have patience, we have humility. But then we go on from that humility and patience. And so he's trying to say, we'll now have this together, and, and I know it, it will work out. Just believe, believe it will. And then he goes to the, the last word is rejoice. We're rejoicing for your two years to, as coming together. He says, rejoice now. All of you are together. All of you are followers of Christ. You're all following the Jesus way. So rejoice and be glad. And he says, and let the peace, let the peace of Christ rule your hearts. Not as the world gives. But as Christ gives. And let that be the peace of Christ ruling your hearts. And then he says, sing and sing carols and, or, or sing hymns and, and rejoice with your hymns that you sing. And then take a moment and just say, well, let's just let it be. Let's just let it be and not try to work so hard and let it just all and you know the old now the older I'm getting, Jack, because I am getting old. Um, and I don't know about any of you, but I have learned as I'm getting older to let it 
stop trying so hard. Let it be. And who knows what will unfold if you let it be. So remember, rejoice, remember, renew, rejoice, let it be. And go and ask God to show you what to do. And God will go. It's happened in my life. It can happen in yours as well. Thanks be to God.